Chase Foxy Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Chase Sledgehammer Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Jenny, you're on mute. Uh, the intro is playing. On my there end, the entry is playing. Is it playing for you guys? It already no. played. <laughs> yeah, we're live. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why it was doing it twice. Good welcome evening and welcome Prophecy to Jason Radio Prophecy on this... Radio on the UPR Radio <laughs> Network on FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasi, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, Jason Petro, and our ghost guest <laughs> guest co-host john ventry ghost i'm not a ghost <laughs> yet he's a ufo -er. i'm not a ghost he's yet. a ufo ghost master wow. like that. it's gonna be one of those nights for sure yeah we have an interesting um interesting show tonight um but before we introduce our guests um sean has a couple of things he likes to talk about yeah hi everybody um i just want to tell everybody that after 17 years of ghost hunting, I'm retiring as of November 1st. Oh. And um, I'm going to relax. You know, so that that was the biggie. Jason? What, re what really happened at Hinsdale House that you're nothing. retiring? <laughs> does, does this nothing. have anything to do with Jason's new group? Oh, hell no. Not okay. at all. No, it's yeah. time to give it to the younger people. Well, there you go. Who's no, so. it going to, Sean? What's that? Who's who's it going to? Yeah. Shutting her down altogether. What what you got going on? I'm just going to shut it down for a while. I might bring it up in January. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm still keeping uh, Pittsburgh Paranormal so Society uh, the Facebook page, you know. But as of and your trademark, you do have that license trademark for Pittsburgh Paranormal. Is that correct? It's in the paperwork right now. Oh, good. It's in the paperwork right now. So I just had well, enough. You, well, you know when to quit when you're ahead. That's what I say. Always, always stop when you're ahead on oh, top. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And I know Jason and his team will do an awesome job. And, you know, and I just like, hey, give it to them. Not everybody talk at one time here. You had a good run. Yes, I did. How many years? 17. Wow. Yeah, you said yep. that. Yeah, 17. 17 years. So wow. it's not bittersweet either. It's just, it's a decision I came up with today after doing some seriously thinking and doing some serious meditation. Did I have anything to do with it with my serious thinking? No one has not. Okay no one this was all on my decision you know but you know people still want to message us you know and if they need help with a question or some sort i'd be more than happy to answer it for them you know but as of actually doing the investigations i'm done mm, i'm sorry to hear that you're going don't be sorry please don't i mean like you said i had a good run well, the ghosts are happy 
The ghosts the ghost? are happy you leave them. <laughs> Probably. You're so funny, John. That's right. No smart. more harassment. <laughs> now they got, now they got the to deal. Did the jacket shut down altogether? What's that? Did the jacket shut down altogether? Yeah. Yeah, I shut it all down. Because I seen, I seen Val was made an admin, but my team all got deleted. So no, no, no. The whole, no, the whole thing, I, I shut it all down. You can't get rid of the name. No, that's yours. Yeah. You can't get rid of the name. But you can't get rid of the message chat, but I got rid of everybody. The ghosts are dancing in the cemetery. I can hear them. I'm sure they are. Wow. Well, we'll discuss this a little bit more uh, towards the end of the show. But in the meantime, I want to introduce our guest tonight, who um, I've been, we had on the show. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think how long ago. Wasn't that long ago? Um, but tonight we have Marjorie Kay. She is a veteran 40-year-old, not a 40-year-old, 40 40-year 40 paranormal investigator. She might be 30. She is the owner and CEO of the UnX Network and the UnX Media Publishing Company. She serves as the Assistant State Director for Missouri MUFONT and the Director of the Oz Interdimensional Communication Institute. That sounds so cool. She is a licensed, oh, wow, I'd like to uh, pick your brain on this one. She is a licensed private investigator in Missouri and owns and operates forensic investigation. Marjorie has completed over 570, oh my God, 570 UFO investigations for MUFON and over 1,700 paranormal and UFO investigations on her own. That's impressive. Kay is a self-taught psychic medium and remote viewer. I'd like to discuss that more and has helped to solve over 60 homicides, theft and missing persons. For law enforcement, private investigators, and individuals in the U.S. Wow, South America, Europe. And she also assists, I know this is impressive. She also assists other investigators with unsolved UFO and, wow, paranormal cases. Margie's natural abilities were enhanced by extraterrestrial. Oh my God. What am I reading here? Thor? Wow, I have to. Well, this is crazy. How Thor? Thor, yes. who visits her from first time in 1985, KCs and speaks to dead people. My goodness, extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings. And Margie owns and operates X Media Publishing Company and publishes books by other authors as well as her own. She is an accomplished classical string bass player too jazz fusion electric bass player wow and worked as a professional music oh my god musician for 20 years margie where in the heck do you find the time to do all this oh it's difficult god. and there's more and more and more and more i can't even go on to say all this stuff and she's written yeah. so many books and um that's why i found the one about the um kansas city um, ufo flaps but before we get into all this, I want to please welcome Margie Kay to Chasing Prophecy again. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be back. Wow, Margie. Wow. Where in the heck do you find the time? Yeah. I, I'm obsessed a little bit with things, so, and I just don't sleep. Um, I just got things running through my mind all the time, and uh, I've just had to live with it because that's the way I am. I used to be like that a long, long time ago. But let's get started. Um, wherever you want to start talking, we can talk about the Kansas City um, UFO flops. What are they? What where is where exactly is it? And what does it mean? Well, the book that you mentioned 
is about the Kansas City UFO flaps that happened in 2011 and 2012, that mainly focusing at, on that time period. Although I have quite a few uh, mm -hmm. others in there that are later and, and going back to 1897. But we are currently in a UFO flap. And I, I look today, we've had, we have uh, about 85 sightings or no, 80 sightings in the last 90 days in the greater Kansas City area, but also across the state. So it's focusing on Kansas City and Cape Girardeau, but also St. Louis, and then some other just random places all over the entire state. And for us, that's unusual because when we have a, a flap, which is a, a lot of sightings in a short period of time, it usually focuses in one area and and not the entire state. But right now, that is what's going on. It started in, in Kansas City on uh, August 10th. We had multiple sighting reports from the same area north of Kansas City, Smithville, Cameron, some small towns. And several of those actually turned out to be Starlink satellites. And we, you know, we figured that out 100% that we know that was what it was. And mm -hmm. that was about eight of those sightings. So we still have a lot that are unsolved that are different. And what also makes it unusual is that these sightings people are having are very strange it's not normal craft it's not your normal disc-shaped ufo craft at all mm -hmm. um they are in one case a woman was watching a ball of light and this is in a very rural area that mm -hmm. just appeared in her trees and was moving around her trees and she's like what the heck is that thing it was a bright red light and she kept watching it and pretty soon it started coming towards her and then stopped right outside of her window. And the odd thing was it remained the same size the entire time, about the size of a golf ball. It didn't get bigger as it came forward, uh, closer to her, which I thought was very odd. And it illuminated the inside of the house. So it, it was definitely there. And then to her surprise after watching this for some time and seeing it move very very slowly it shot mm -hmm. straight up and and was gone in half a second um we've had some other strange ones in independence we had two different witnesses on a couple of days apart from each other mm -hmm. where they thought they were looking at satellites and then in one case this was a nurse who saw this she saw four satellites go by and then she saw a fifth one go by but then it stopped and it shot off at a 90 degree angle at incredible speed and was gone so we could rule that out as a satellite and then the second sighting was even more strange because this witness saw what he thought was a large bright satellite only bigger than a satellite moving along and then he saw a flash of light and a circle opened in the sky. The object went into it and disappeared, and the circle closed, and, and the light went out. And he called me, right? This is my brother, actually. Mm -hmm. He called me, and he says, you're not going to believe what I just saw. 
explains it to me. And I said, boy, that sounds like a portal opening, especially with that flash, because a lot of people are reporting things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's, so we got off the phone 20 minutes later. He was so curious about this that he kept watching the skies instead of going in the house. Another one came along and disappeared and in the exact same location did the exact same thing. And I do know that, I mean, not only in Missouri, but in other states, we're having these reports of a a circle open up or something that looks like a cloud, but it's in a circle shape and something comes out of it or goes into it, but then you can't see it on the other side. So that leads me to believe that we're looking at some type of a portal opening, an interdimensional opening. The circle. Margie, can these be a hologram that the government's testing and uh, they're just testing it and that's why everybody is seeing it? Oh, you know, I'm I'm open to anything. It could it could be anything. It, we just don't know what it is, but certainly with the technology that the government has now, they could no doubt create something like that. And there's also a lot of people who think that there's a false flag event coming yeah. and that some of these things are actually holograms making people think that there are UFOs that are, you know, possible. Wasn't that invaders. blue blue beam? Yeah, Project Blue Book. Blue beam. Blue beam. Yeah, well, you know, the government yeah. seems anxious to uh, disclose UFOs, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's holograms. But it's, you know, this is, I think, our technology. Uh, when when I meet that alien, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to say that's it. <laughs> you know, right now that the, you know. Yeah. I don't trust the Pentagon. And no. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're no. so anxious to say UFOs are real. They're covering our technology, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I 100% believe that the triangular craft are ours. Yeah, they are. That's a TR-3B. I, I've got too many witnesses that have had them be very, very close and they can actually see inside. You mean the ones like in Phoenix? Well, not so much. That was like a boomerang. That wasn't a triangular craft. The triangles are solid black triangles, usually with a light underneath each corner and maybe a red light in the center. But uh, some of my witnesses have had them come so close that they can see inside the windows and they see men in military uniforms. They don't Mm. see ETs in them. Margie, do you remember the uh, Bucks County case from 20, uh, excuse me, 2008? It made a couple of TV shows. uh, But that one, Denise, remember the woman with the metallic sprinkles in the tree? Yes, I do. Over Earth, the MUFON show. Well, you know, years later, when we discovered the TR3B, the Aurora Project, it was exactly what she described. So although at the time she thought this was alien and a UFO, well, it is the unidentified uh, description. What you just said, three lights and a red dot in the center, was exactly what she saw in 2008. So that was ours. Well, something similar to that happened in Independence here. A woman saw a UFO, a, and this was the typical disc-shaped UFO, come down very close to her and hover right over her yard. And this was not an uncommon thing for her. She sees them quite often. In fact, I saw an NET while I was on her property investigating. And he appeared just, you know, 
two feet from me. And then she pulled out a camera and she says, did it look like this? And she scrolled through the pictures and here is that exact same ET or what looked like it standing next to a tree in her yard that she had taken a week earlier. What did it look like? Oh, it, it do you remember the movie Paul with the sh short ET? Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of funny guy. It, it really reminded me of that. It had tan colored skin, bald head, you know, big eyes, but not gigantic big eyes, just yeah. a little bit bigger than ours. Uh, thin nose and mouth, and it, this was absolutely hysterical, this this case. We had been out there for about three hours, and there were four investigators and the witness, and we were on the site. We found this light in the sky, and we'd been seeing things all night, And but this one kept moving around just real slowly, moving, and it was big. It was, you know, like five times the size of a planet, and we're sitting there watching, trying to figure out what this thing is, when I think that the investigator who's standing to my right had bent over with his bald head, and I just in my peripheral vision, I thought that's what I saw, and I turned to look, and it was an ET, <laughs> and he was also looking at the light in the sky with us, and he just kept looking straight ahead, and I jumped out of the chair, and I'm like, what the heck was that? Tell me you guys saw that, and they nobody saw it. And so we went went back, sat down, and uh, <coughs> it happened again, exactly the same way. And then the third time it happened, this little guy turned to me and gives me a real smirky smile. Like, yeah, I'm here, and I'm looking at what that is in the sky, too. I mean, it was, it was funny, but also it was a little unnerving to me. And uh, I figured out why he disappeared. And that was because of my consciousness. I had been tired and, you know, I'm psychic. I'm a remote viewer. And I put myself in a light trance state when I want to see something or remote view something. And I had been in that kind of state of mind. So here he is. He, you know, a fifth, you know, a fifth dimensional creature, which is what I think we're, you know, Inter we're hit, we have all these dimensions, but we're using up the same space. And he's standing there in that dimension. And I was just able to catch him a couple of times. Now, if I hadn't have been unnerved by it at all, if I'd been more relaxed, I probably could have had some communication with him. Hmm. And so that, that bothers me to this day that I did that, that I reacted that way. Did anyone else see it or were you the only no. one who saw it that three times? Nobody else saw it except the witness had seen him before on her property and had pictures of it in also in her house, looking out her window and next to the tree. And it would look like the same one. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of UFO cases, not everybody sees it, just one person. And a lot of times that's just uh, telepathic. You know, yeah. they picked you out. You're the ones you probably, it probably wasn't even really there. It was just put in your head, you know, but uh, yeah, that that's how they operate. Yeah, well, it's happened to me a number of times. I've seen several ETs, including Valiant Thor. What does he look like? Well, he looks like he's about thirty years old, and he doesn't ever change appearance. Dark hair, uh, about six feet tall, something like that, 
And the first time I saw him was in 1985 in Seattle, Washington, where I was living at the time. I had gone to see my massage therapist. And once again, after the massage, I was put in this light trance state, right? Mm -hmm. We're getting ready to leave. I had my brother and my two kids with me because we were going to go to the Seattle fish market after I saw the therapist. And all of a sudden, this guy says to me in a voice that's not his voice, would you like to do a light experiment? And I immediately caught on that something was going on. So I said, sure, I, I'll try that. And so he had these two lights. One was a green light, one was a red light, great big lights. And he said, look at the green one first. And then he turned that off. He had me look at the red one, went back a couple of times. Then he says, now what do you see? And I looked up at him and all I saw was a skeleton standing there. He wow. was, he, it was him, but I could only see his skeleton, nothing else. <laughs> and I'm trying to process what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden on the wall, <coughs> excuse me, this face appears. You all right? It's Val. He's choking. Sorry. Me. Somebody right? doesn't want me to tell this. <laughs> Val and, uh, it's the Torture Tuesday gremlins. Yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, and he has a helmet on. So I don't see his, his hair. But a helmet comes to a point, comes down in front of his ears. And I just see his head. And he says, I am Thor. And we are going to be doing work together. Mm. And now you have x-ray vision. And he's, he said, I'll be in touch with you soon. And he's gone. And I look back at the therapist and he's back to normal. I looked over at my brother and my kids. I said, tell me you guys just saw that. And they said, saw what? They oh. did not experience that at all. Nobody heard anything or saw anything Bizarre. except me. Did Val have his companions there? Like the no. three from the 1950s? No, he did not. Case? Not at the time. No. Okay. And it took me years. He appeared to me a few other times and then he would speak to me telepathically since, and he had me do certain things. He actually had me start the magazine, write some books, start the network, uh, things like that. This is all Val Thor's doing that, that he asked me to do to get the word out about things. And he has actually saved my life a few times. When I was very, very ill, um, he he was there. He appeared and, uh, I mean, absolutely saved my life. There's no other explanation for it. Did you get a look at his hands at all? Because he claims no, he has no fingerprints. No, so I, I, did, I have not been able to examine his hands. Um, they do speak to me mostly telepathically and not not appearing in person except that i have been able to remote view and also astral travel to victor one to his ship and i they have taken me on a tour in the ship several times i've been in and i've spoken to the crew and they showed me their propulsion system and explained how some things work with that they explained that there's uh, they use two means of propulsion, one when they're in Earth's atmosphere and one when they're out of it. And when they're 
out of it, they have to use uh, something that also creates photons. So that creates the lights around the ships. And that is why we see the, we see these ships that are high up. We see them lit up. And it's because of it's a kind of a side effect of their propulsion system. But do they still claim they're from Venus under the ground in Venus? He has mentioned that to other people I know, but he's never told me that. But I did remote view, and I see that that is more like a stopping point, that he was really from a much further away to begin with and then was uh, actually directed to be here in this area after venus and and to come here to earth and he's still here today and and has other contactees as well so he's been seen by many people i don't know how many but there there are people who have seen he doesn't he looks like a normal person he has dark hair he doesn't look like like he's an et he just looks like one of us there's yep, a picture of him if you look at the uh, X-ray vision I that uh, I mean, if you want to pull it up, have has that uh, have you been able to use that? His name is Val Thor. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't hear all of that, Jay. Jay, you Jay, Jay has a question. Uh, I was just wondering. Uh, you were talking about that uh, you got gifted with uh, X-ray vision. Yes. Have Have you been able to use that since then, oh, yeah. or anything of that nature? Yeah, I I've always been psychic but this gave me a boost like you wouldn't believe uh i didn't understand what that meant until i just gradually came to know what it was and when i was would be doing a reading for someone all of a sudden i could see inside their body and it's just like taking a picture inside the body even better than an mri or a cat scan it and i can look at bones i can look at tissues and organs and and things like that and find where there are problem areas the spine find problem areas uh, if there's a herniated disc or if there's been an injury or a a break or something like that i can see it and and then i can also now look into uh, microscopically look at the blood but since i don't have medical training all i do is tell people what i see and sometimes i will get a message as to what the problem might be but other times i might not and they then they will go to i'll suggest they go see a health practitioner uh to get diagnosed for that and find out what the problem is and in one case a woman had been told by her doctor that she had cancer lung cancer and she was a friend of my mother's and and they were you know kind of panicked she said would you look at it and i said no i just see inflammation there's no cancer there she goes to another specialist and gets tested and it wasn't cancer it was just an inflammation of the lung can so you, can yeah. you tell us jay's eye color oh there you go <laughs> come on come on tell us his eye color well here's well, pictures of val thor is this the guy you saw yeah that's val thor yes yeah so and he's I, an alien he's from I, a different planet oh, he's from a different planet I let and her his off whole the hook crew. with Jay's eyes, but here you go. Lord help me. Well, how come he yeah. doesn't look like he's had? He said he's a spaceship. He has a suit on. I mean, well, because they they dress for the uh, the company that they're in, and these most of these pictures are from 1957, yeah. Doctor Howard Menger's home. In Jersey, um, he's a nice looking Jersey. alien. 
Yeah, he is. He's, he's very good looking. No That's his brother next to him, Don. <laughs> Son of a... Um, he never like ages, Jen. Good, yeah. It's like a very now, age. The, uh, Why are you, you asked me about eye ass? color. I have to put myself in a light trance state to look, but I will if you want me to do really it. look. Do it. Okay. Jay's, Jay's eye color? Oh, man. There we go. I'm seeing a deep blue green. Should I reveal the answer? Take your glasses. Go ahead. I don't care if it's right or wrong. Go ahead. I can see it, but they're brown. I can't. They're brown? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I was wrong. (laughs) It's much easier for me when I can really concentrate and put myself in a, in a trance state. Um, it's a whole different level of consciousness and then go out and look. And the other thing that makes it much easier for me is if there's some emotion around an event, such as, you know, a homicide or a missing person, there's going to be a lot of emotion and a lot of psychic energy around that. It's going to be much easier for me to pick it up. So for what it's worth, uh, a few years back, I had, uh, blue and black contact lenses that i used when i played on stage it was pretty cool <laughs> like okay like why did you blue. do that yeah it was cool mm-hmm. it was cool <laughs> i still have them I should, I should put them in for them one of the upcoming shows i would see i would go would with like cool. white contact lenses see i thought oh, about God. that but i wanted <laughs> I to look like just I'm be blind. something that really popped up <laughs> you... jay jay That's do you have a picture on you now with your eyes uh, I'd have to I'd have to look around on my old band's page, but I mean it was blue. <laughs> you see the three people in the center. Whether you're looking, it's the same picture in black and white and color. You, you Which see one? That? This yeah. one. The or black and one. white one. Well, yeah, the black and white, or you know, two boxes over there in color. It's the same picture basically. These uh, two. Yeah, th- that picture they tried to authenticate. And they tried to find out who the photographer was. They could not find out who took the picture. And then they tried to find out who are these other two people in the picture, the blonde haired lady and the guy who looks a lot like Val Thor, could be his brother. And they have never been able to identify the three people. You know, let's say it's just a random photo that they took and said, here's Val Thor and his two associates. Nobody has been able to identify who those three people and uh and who the photographer was so it's kind of actually trivia. actually john uh i know who the photographer was i'm writing a book about val thor oh, okay. and that's going to come out all right there you go and i know who the other two people are one of them is don his brother oh it looks like him definitely yeah so he has no. a bro- this this val thor's brother don yeah they're on earth yeah and they can transport to their spaceship well, they're, they usually stay in their spaceship, uh, but yeah. And Do there you think are... this Val Thor's what we're seeing in Missouri, maybe? Are no. Related? No, no, not related. But he is an extraterrestrial when he comes to Earth and he communicates mm-hmm. with people like you to spread the word of... What, what the purpose is, and I'll just give it to you in a nutshell. He seeks out people who can help other people raise their consciousness, raise their level of consciousness. And that is their main purpose here on the planet. Why? Is to help raise the consciousness of the planet so that we quit having wars and fighting 
and raise our awareness level and uh, just basic improvement. Are you able to call upon him? Spiritual. If you wanted to say something to him, could you call upon him? And I have, and I have actually channeled him. I I channeled him uh, at uh, Unity Temple on the Plaza in front of 300 people. I did a channeling session, which is something I normally don't do. In fact, I didn't even (coughs) believe in it until it happened to me shortly Mm -hmm. before that. You should Uh, tell him to have a conversation with Putin. And I know he oh, likes geez. to use holograms because that's that's what he did with Eisenhower, right? And uh, and and Nixon was it Eisenhower or Truman? I don't remember. And Eisenhower and Eisen- Nixon and Nixon, yeah, he used holograms. They thought he was in his room reading, and he was actually back on a ship. But can, you know, he needs to, if he's going to raise consciousness, tell him to get with Putin and raise his consciousness from the gutter to a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, I, they have their own timeline and they do things in their yeah. own way. I can't tell them what uh, it would be a place to go because Putin is just dis- now, disrupting the whole planet right now. That third person in that picture, the one in all in white, now that could be an alien because it's a woman. Blonde? Well, the woman, yeah, whatever. She could be an alien. She she didn't look really healthy. <laughs> back so back then in the fifties, everybody was thinner. <laughs> No, they were a little bit more. They were a little bit more. Uh, they were all thin. I tell you, man. They were a little bit curvier. Um, there's a lot of videos on this good dude, so yeah. it seems like there's so many people that actually see him. Yeah, I know. I know of several people who have had contact with him, including Craig Campobasso, the Hollywood producer, and and casting director and he wrote the short film stranger at the pentagon which is you just you know if you google that stranger at the pentagon it'll come up and uh, he's hoping to do a full featured length film called stranger at the pentagon the book was written by dr frank e stranges and uh under the same name and if you can get a hold of one of those that will give you the basics for um, him being here on the planet and what he and his relationship with Doctor Strange's, Doctor Strange's was actually at the Pentagon meeting with Val Thor, and then they became friends, and he was friends with him for the rest of his life. Does he have anything to do with Ashtar? <laughs> Not that yeah, I know sorry. of. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, Ashtar I, is a um, a lot of people see this. Blonde hair guy dressed in blue. Yeah. He's on a ship. Yeah, they may they may have some connection. Um all I know is that he is a commander because at one point he called himself Commander Thor, and I'm like, oh wow, okay. And uh he has a fleet of craft that are around the entire planet. He showed me a vision of this. And of course, they must be cloaking themselves, um, and they're they're out of ways from the planet. I don't know how far, but they're. And uh, another one of their purposes is to help protect the planet mm-hmm. from extraterrestrials who would want to do us harm. Now there are other races here. He tells me, and there are many who have been here since before humans. A lot of them lived underground. A lot of them go in and out of mountains um if they are if they don't look human 
they will be in places like that. But then he he said there are also other races that look like human beings and they're walking among us. Mm-hmm. And some would pass for human or they might look just a little bit strange, but, you know, people wouldn't think too much of it. And they're here studying us. They're, some of them uh, are using our planet for resources and minerals. A lot of them take uh, crystals from the ground. And I think that's a lot of what's going on at the board camp crystal mine in Mena, Arkansas, where I investigated. And they're, they've seen a lot, a lot of craft in that area and levitating rocks and things. And uh, I remote viewed it and I saw them taking crystals out of the ground. Oh, that's just, do you you agree at all with David, Dr. David Jacobs uh, theories that the, that they're very uh, malevolent and they're doing a hybrid program that they're going, that they've got people in the government and politics, CEOs, and they're basically going to take the planet from us at some point. He's, you know, he's got a more very negative view of this whole thing with these aliens. What do you think about yeah, that? I think there are some negative ETs who do have plans like that. And I think actually some of them have taken over the consciousness of some human beings. Uh, because I've seen some strange things like uh, you're looking someone in the eye you know, on television and their eye shifts to a reptilian eye and then goes back to normal. Hmm. So I do believe there's some of that, but my personal experiences have all been positive except for a couple. And uh, I think reptilians were involved in that, but all of my other experiences have been very positive. I've had healing by different types of ETs. I don't know where they came from. Uh, They didn't speak to me. They were just appeared and were working on me and then they disappeared and I've never seen them again. Uh, But I'm of the belief that there are hundreds, if not thousands of different races uh, and types. And the other thing is I think most of these are coming interdimensionally, that they're right there and they just open a portal and come in and they're not traveling billions of miles or light years away all the time to get here. I think they're, they've been here for a long time and they just pop in and out when they want to. I agree. I think the interdimensional is the answer. I, I don't believe that they, they travel trillions of miles I, I don't believe that at all what uh what's your thoughts uh since we're on ufos and interdimensionals uh, we've had this topic before with a lot of different uh psychics and uh mediums and ufo mufon and um what do you think about bigfoot intertwined with ufos interdimensionally when you see one you see the other what's Good your question oh yeah yeah not Good only question. bigfoot but some other creatures as well um but i i've got a couple of cases where there would be a bigfoot sighting and the next day there is a gigantic ufo sighting or there's balls of light around or all three of those things going on at the same time um another case i can think of is a couple of farmers came over a hill and they're looking down at a pond and they see a ufo landed and they see a bigfoot walking with an et around the pond 
there has to be a connection there. Uh, another case in Grandview, Missouri, a woman was out taking pictures and she saw a deceased or or dying Bigfoot with two little children that were just too perfect. Little blonde haired boy and girl holding this massive Bigfoot, his head and shoulders, which she found to be looked impossible and then she saw a woman with long dark hair sitting up in the tree watching the scene and then a spaceship lands to her right and an older gentleman gets out looks human starts walking over to the bigfoot and he looks at her and sees that she is looking right at him right at him in the eye and he says you can see me she goes, yeah, I can see you. Surprise. He comes right over to her and talks to her. And he, he says, I'm the elder. And what you are witnessing is a, a Bigfoot who has been severely injured because he was protecting you. She says, protecting me from what? He said, get your camera out and look at your pictures. And she looked and she saw over to the left two large male Bigfoot holding back a gigantic dog man oh. with fangs. Wow. He was coming after her and the three of those, he had, he killed the one Bigfoot and the other two were holding him back. And she was astonished. And this is a woman, she has a de degree in uh, psychiatry. She's a psychiatrist and she was just absolutely shaking when she's telling me this story. And she said, I don't know why. She was suddenly had the idea to go out and start taking pictures in the woods. And she kind of got to know these this Bigfoot clan. And they would come and let her see them once in a while. Not come up close, but they would be up in the trees or they would come close and let her see. And then this is what happened. And so... She, and this elder explained to her that those Bigfoot were there guarding a portal, which is where the spaceship came from, and keeping these dogmen out of it. They did not want the dogmen coming to their world. Uh, I mean, it, it, it sounds like the, this is the craziest thing you would yeah. ever think of. Hey, Marcy, did she send you pictures of them? Did she send you the pictures? She sent me pictures. She did not give me permission to show them to anyone else, but I have seen them. Okay. And you know what's interesting, Margie? I was at a conference 10 days ago up in Punxsutawney, PA, and there was a guy there who said to me, do you know why Bigfoot's here? And I said, why? And he said they, he, they came with the aliens, and they would protect the aliens from dinosaurs. That's how long they've been here. So when you say they protected against a dog man, that falls right in line with what this guy was saying. They were here to protect the aliens from dinosaurs and, and he did other creatures, you know? Yeah, he, he did also say that they brought the Bigfoot here hmm. to our planet. That's interesting. That is. Yeah, all the way back to the dinosaurs. That's uh Yeah. Wow. Uh, and probably, you know, saber two tigers, all of those things. Anything that was could attack, the uh Bigfoot's job was to protect the aliens from being attacked. 
I don't yeah. know if they left them behind, <laughs> you know. Is that why they don't, uh, Bigfoot don't attack people? Uh, well, they do. Uh, I, you know, I don't, there aren't a lot of cases of them killing people. They do abduct females, apparently able to mate with them, you know, but they'll try to scare people away by throwing stones at them. And if you have a cabin and if you were out hunting them, let's say, uh, you know, they'll be known to come at night and shake the whole cabin. You know, or, or they throw rocks against it and you don't ever come back again. <laughs> but I, I don't think, Margie, there's not a lot of cases of Bigfoots killing people, right? Not that I know of. I I think there used to be more than there are now. But And there's a lot of uh, information from Native Americans where you would hear about someone being abducted by and usually well, they, a female being abducted and taken away, but sometimes a man. I mean, there was a story not too long ago where a man said he was uh, picked up in his sleeping bag by something huge and taken for miles and miles and miles in the woods and then let out. And uh, there was a whole Bigfoot family there and they kept him and then until he finally figured out a way to escape. But um, I, I think that's few and far between. And oddly enough, through a UFO investigation, someone asked me to remote view because it, there, it was a Bigfoot-related thing. They had seen a Bigfoot first. And so I thought, I wonder if there really was a Bigfoot there. So I remote viewed it, and I saw a Bigfoot family, a male and a, a female who was giving birth at the time, and then a, another uh, child there with her. And... Then months later, after reading a book by Kiwani called The Psychic Sasquatch, I thought, okay, maybe I could have telepathic communication with this Bigfoot that I saw. And he immediately responded to me, and we had a conversation, and we've had multiple conversations since. And, and then he introduced me to the elder of the clan, and the clan shaman, who is also their chief, and it's a female, and she has worked on me, healing me, with along with her two sons as she's training to be a shaman, multiple times. In my house, standing in my house. Hmm. Now, I know that that sounds completely bizarre, but it, ha it has just become normal to me. And, uh, you know, that's going in a book as well, this relationship. But I never would have even thought to try it if I hadn't have read Kiwani's book. Yeah, I think the Native Americans used to trade with the Bigfoot, that they, they would trade goods with them, you know, that that was some of the uh, stories also. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of stories. Missing 411, David um, Politis says, he. I think he uh, is coming out with a new um, documentary next month um, that, Bigfoot is the one who's taking all the missing pe piece people. Like you said, they take them and put them somewhere else in the, I guess, what they call so, clans. Okay, so my question, question about to Bigfoot. You. What's that? Hmm? So if the if a Bigfoot gives birth, does that mean the little one's called Littlefoot by chance? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably is because some people have seen uh. tracks. Of you know big <laughs> big ones and little ones. Jen, back to your uh, question about four one one. The first guy with that the uh, documentary I saw, 
Do you think he just picked them up and carried them away? Would there not be any sign of a like Bigfoot, their their feet, hair, whatever? Yeah, I think a lot of times with David Polites, these people disappear, kids walking mm -hmm. with a family, walking behind you, they turn around, he's gone, but there yeah. are no tracks. Of There's a, no tracks. Of a Bigfoot or anything. Could have been it's a portal. Very yeah. interdimensional is what it is. I think it's interdimensional, but also Bigfoot related. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that one family in one of his books actually saw Bigfoot grab one of their children out of their trailer and run with it before they could get to him. Hmm. And then when they got there, it was gone. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Things that make you not want to go camping. I don't want to go camping after I, I don't. Walk, so. I don't. I got invited a couple of weeks ago to a bachelor's party to go camping, and there was a Bigfoot guide there and everything in the Chestnut Ridge here where all these cases are. I said, I'm not going. I'm not going. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, not. I know a dog man's out there now. Forget mm. about it. I'm not yeah. going. No, mm -hmm. I, I don't do. I don't do camping. Uh, Marty, about uh, 10 years ago, you you and Debbie Ziegelmeyer, you had a bunch of those cases with those very loud noises, like the sky was cracking and yes. the earth was breaking. Do you ever figure out what that was? Was it no. just the tectonic plates moving? And I mean, people all over heard it was heard mm -hmm. at a baseball game in Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays. The announcer said, what was that? And, and you just heard like a you know a weird sound super super loud horrible yeah. sound like you'd sound like you'd hear in the movies related to a spaceship you yeah. know something yeah. like that yeah that has happened in several of our cases and she actually got a, a recording of one over her house yeah. and i remote viewed it and i i said that's a portal that is a portal opening 100 percent that's what I think they are. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I remember that. I was on the board of MUFON with Debbie at the time, and, you know, she was telling us, what is this? You know, and she played that for us, and very, very strange. Yeah, it's incredible. Margie, um, what is exactly remote viewing, if someone doesn't know what that is? Well, it's, in simple terms, it's sending your consciousness out to another time and space. And is looking it meditation? Well, you have to meditate to get to that point. And, and practicing meditation helps you learn how to remote view. In fact, I teach a course on it. Uh, and it's a matter of going through a process to practice. And it, it, you know, it's, it means discipline. You have to practice it every day. And I have my entire life. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm pretty good at it. And, I will just send myself to an event, watch what happens. I can smell things, I can feel things, and I can hear. So I might it's hear names, I might I might see a car, might see a license plate. Um, and it, most of the time, it's like really watching a videotape. I will see everything, hmm. you know, and get extreme detail. There are some times where I can't see all of it, but I'll get some of it and usually get enough information for somebody to you know solve a case i've and i've done over 60 now uh giving them enough information to solve a case and it's usually a cold case unfortunately if they would call me immediately after someone's missing say uh, i should be able to help find where they are 
right at that minute and then they it could lead them to them and and maybe the person you know wouldn't come to their demise which unfortunately most of my cases it's too late mm, that i've done but some not some they were able to be saved fascinating hmm. and very interesting. very interesting the uh let's go back to the first thing you described that orb at the window shining a light in do you think that there's any relationship to that with the uh uh the foo fighters from world war ii that maybe it's a technology that we acquired from the Nazis? You know, I've thought about that, and I've also just kind of have the general sense that they're like probes. Like they're a little probe going to check things out and then yeah. going back to the mothership. Yep. You know, they shoot straight up, they go back, and they're, you know, seeing what's going on. These these orbs or balls of light are just the biggest mystery of everything i think there's so many of them so many different colors and then there's the spook lights which is even more bizarre uh like the one we have in joplin and which is also called the hornet spook light and they're also at the marley woods mm -hmm. and other places around the world the marfa lights things like that where these just strange mystical lights that uh, have been appearing for hundreds of years in the same place and they'll get to a certain point but then if you approach too close you can't see it anymore and if you back up you can see it again and you might have another team on the other side coming from the other direction and they can see it but if they get too close they can't see it anymore mm -hmm. and so nobody's ever really been able to get close enough to figure out what these things are there are some people think that they're those are either spirits or angels or fallen angels that that's just kind of like how they transport or move uh in a quicker sense that they're not have yeah. nothing to do with like extraterrestrials or or probes that they're just some spiritual thing uh, it's like a soul that's moving around mm -hmm. i have i believe that too I, th I think some of them are in fact when my daughter was very young she had surgery and she was in the recovery room and i saw a ball of light come in through the wall but it was there was a little tiny being in there with wings mm. and it this ball of light went over her head and she had a tumor taken off of her thyroid and it was floating over that area for maybe three four minutes and then it left real slowly and went back out the wall now, what that was, I don't know. Uh, but did it, did it cure? Are, did it hmm? cure her of that tumor, or was the tumor already removed? No, the tumor had just been removed. The tumor had just been okay. removed. I think it was responsible for helping her heal because they had said that they had to take out half of her thyroid and the tumor, and that she might not ever speak again because it affects the vocal cords and so when she uh came home from the hospital she couldn't speak for six weeks but then her voice came back hmm. and uh so that may have had something to do with it i'm re i really felt like it was a fairy or an angel or something like that that was helping her out you know i asked that because when i was on the anderson cooper show 
in 2012, there were two girls on there that I was defending against Joe Nickel. And the one girl told, you know, they, they claimed that they were in a spaceship and uh, standing there naked, but, and they saw an ET, you know, gray. And that, at that point is when she realized it was the same ET that she saw about 10 years earlier. She was in a hospital for leukemia, was supposed to have a bone marrow transplant. And that ET came in and she thought it was an angel. And, and uh, she, she got cured. She didn't have to have the bone marrow transplant. Mm. So wow. she saw the same one about 10 years later when she was 22. And when it touched her arm, she realized it was the same creature from 10 years earlier. So that's why I asked if, uh, if, if it had cured her. But there are the strangest stories in this field. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you, we could sit here and talk about this. And the I'm thinking, sitting here thinking, like one side of my brain's the UFO guy, the other side's the political guy. If the political people was tuned in and listened to this, they would think we're all nuts. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Well, they think we're nuts already. So. Well, I'm just saying they don't well, believe they don't believe a thing. That left brainers can't understand oh, it. That music, yeah. Yeah, we have to take a real quick break <laughs> for our commercial. I want to thank Carnation for sponsoring this second hour. Get yourself some Carnation Essentials. You'll enjoy it. We appreciate it. And thank you again, Carnation. There we go. It's a short break. Yeah. Oh, so um, there's just so much we can talk about. Like How do you go about hey, uh, solving all the uh, murder cases and all that? I'm curious to dive into that a little bit. Yeah. You're on mute, Marge. Margie. Marge. Marge, you're on mute. You're on mute. Sorry. How long is the show? Two uh, hours. Two hours. Two hours. Okay. I thought it was one hour. <laughs> you don't have to stay for the full hour. We can. That's we okay. Can wrap, we can wrap up. Whatever you want. Yeah, and I can talk about a couple of uh, interesting murder cases. You won't believe. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, are we back on? Yeah, yeah we're back yeah, on. We're on. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to have an intro and the music and all that. Yeah, we did. We, we did, did that already. See, you have oh. missed. Now you have just missing time. 80s. We already did all that. I have missing time. Yeah. yeah. We already did it all. <laughs> well, we'll let you go off. You can tell You can tell us um, one of your, your murder cases and we'll let you go for the evening and we'll catch I got you a question. I got a question after that, though, about Wentzville. Here. I saw a UFO, something in the paper, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can stay as long as you want. Um, oh, okay. My first murder case, I was working for a, um, we'll just say a bureau in, in a state near me. And they asked me to help on an unsolved case. The guy had been missing. They assumed he'd been murdered. They didn't know. And uh, at that time, I had to go, I wasn't remote viewing. I had to actually go to a spot to tell, you know, what happened. And so we're driving near St. Joe, Missouri and in the, in the car. And all of a sudden I tasted blood in my mouth. And when that happens, I know something bad has happened. And I, I said, stop the car, stop the car right here. And I was just led over to this open field, but it had kind of, it was all dirt but there was like this kind of driveway going into this field. And I said, 
I told the guy I was with, the detective I was with, to get out and go because he was going to find some evidence there. I could sense evidence. And I said, the guy was taken by two other men in a vehicle. They took him to this spot. They killed him here. And then they took him somewhere else. So he stops the car. He gets out. He's looking around, looking around. He finds a big men's class ring on the ground. Takes it. And then we're, we're driving again. And now we're going kind of into town. And I, I said, stop the car. Because I felt over to my left, there was a house. It was up on a hill. And I said, this guy has a connection to this house. He goes, yeah, the guy lived in that house. Had no idea beforehand, you know, about mm -hmm. it. So now he's kind of freaking out, this detective. We go back to the office and talking to the the uh, person in charge. And uh, he says, where's the body? Can you find the body? And I said, well, let me take a look. Let me see. And I said, now nah, I can't see anything right now, but let me, let me go home and sleep on this. So I meditated that night. And then I saw that he had been taken to a junkyard. And in the back left corner of the junkyard was a well and his body was thrown in the well. And so I went back to the office and I said, you have, you can see it, but you can only see it from the air where this well is because they've got cars, they've got junk cars everywhere. And this is like in between a bunch of them. And there's a well there that even the owners of that place probably don't even know what's going on. I don't know. So they rented a helicopter and they went over that area and they found this, this round uh, covering that was uh, partially, partially off. And they said, I bet that's a well. So then they go and they get permission to go on the property. They go back there and open the well. And there is the body in the well. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, and wow. that was my first really big case. And uh, I, that was in the, the 1980s. And I was remote viewing, but I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Mm. Um, oh. And then after I had got involved with Thor, um my abilities increased quite a bit. And so now I can just stay home and just remote view anywhere. And I did, um, if you want to hear another case. Uh, Before this that other click case, I would like to ask you, when you do a murder investigation, do you use psychometry? No, I, I used to use psychometry. I used to need to have uh, an item of clothing or a ring or something that the person owned, but I don't anymore. Okay. All I need to do is hear their name and I tune into the vibration of their name. Okay. Hmm. So this other case, and this has a happy ending, uh, was one of the first ones I did in the 90s, about right around 93, I think. I had been doing psychic readings for a group of attorneys and they were all women. And one evening... Excuse me. Um, one of them called me and she said her niece was missing, didn't come home from school. And they were panicked and it was seven o'clock and she should have been home at like 2.30 or 3. I said, okay, 
and I'm thinking, what can I do? I'm on the phone with her. And I'm thinking, how can I find this girl? She's 14 years old. And all of a sudden I see this line come out of my solar plexus. And so I followed it. And then I'm standing on a street corner and I see these two street signs. I said, uh, did this streets mean anything to you? Go. She goes, yeah, that's her bus stop. I said, okay. So then I follow the line down the street and then this house just lights up with gold all around it this gold color and i said i read the address to her she says that is where we were today with the police because there was a woman there who was 30 years old who had made friends with this 14 year old girl at her bus stop and they are wondering you know that's kind of an odd thing and so they questioned her and then they left. So I said, okay, hang on. And all of a sudden, I'm floating up in the air, go to the back of the house. There's a shed. And I just am floating down inside the shed, and I see a girl, obviously drugged, knocked out, and she's tied up. She has duct tape on her mouth. So then I'm like, what in the world is going on here? So I backed up and went into the house. So I'm now I'm floating in the house and I'm watching this woman with long stringy hair and then an, another man in a chair and another man in another couch. They've got beer and they've got drugs sitting out and they're talking about how they've kidnapped this girl and they're going to sell her in the morning for $10,000. Oh, God. And she's leaving. She's going to be out of the country. So I... Tell this aunt, I said, you need to get over there right now. And she says, okay, I'm calling the detective. So she gets off the phone. She calls me later. She said she called the detective up. She says, I'm going back there. I know she's there. And they see, they didn't even go in the house and search it. All they did was talk to this woman. And so they, they went there. He went with her. He said, I don't want to, but I'm going to. I'm not going to let you go by yourself. They went in the back. They found the girl. And they arrested the three people and, you know, took them away. And, the you know, the girl was saved. So, to me, that was my first realization that, hey, you know, this could really do some good. And so, I do that kind of work at no charge if somebody needs help with that. I just feel like, you know, I have this ability, so I I, I need to use it for things like that. Which, which is good, and I understand that, but if you do something for free... You have to get something in return in order to keep the energy moving. I make enough from other ventures that I don't okay. need to worry about that. And I, I do personal private readings. I charge for that. Okay. And, you know, I've got other business ventures going on. So it's not like I need to have extra money. Um, so I well, feel I'm not like talking I can about do money. That. Not, not talking about money. Oh, you, like, need, you mean an exchange of energy. Sure. Yeah, that or just like tell them, okay, in order to pay me back, can you like make somebody smile today? Something. Yeah. Like yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sometimes I do that. Pass it forward. Yeah. Sure. That's cool. That's cool. Margie, was there a case this week, maybe even a couple of days ago in Wentzville, Missouri? Uh, it looked to me like it was like a rocket launch, like a satellite launch or something. But people saw something in the sky. Uh, but and I'm pretty sure it was over Wentzville. I saw that on Facebook or yeah, I I looked at it. It is not my case, 
And I have like 10 open cases right now for myself. So I have not had time to really go through all of these uh, yet, but I, I will eventually get to it. I, I think I know the one you're talking about with the really good picture. Yeah. 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 Do you have any cases in St. Charles? My daughter lives there. I'd like to tell her. Was there any anything come to mind with St. Charles, Missouri? Yes. I just had a woman tell me over the weekend at a, a fair I was doing in Kansas City that she saw, she and her whole family saw this craft just drop down from the sky and then six smaller craft came out from around it. And she said they were just dumbfounded. They got pictures of it, and I think she has filed that, but she said she was from St. Charles. Okay. How's that? Yeah. That is my phone, which is off. <laughs> <laughs> that is how this sort of thing happens. <laughs> so interesting. The Tuesday gremlins. They're attacking everything. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much for yeah. joining us tonight. We'll let you go for this night, and we'd we'll love to have thank you back you, Margie, on the show again, Margie. Yes, thank you. Very well, tell, thank tell you for Peggy. sharing all your stories. Thanks tell for Peggy. having me on, guys. And if anybody has any questions, just go to my website, margiek.com, and everything is there. And tell say Debbie. hello to Thor for us. Yeah, tell I us will. <laughs> Ask him what he thinks of the Thor movies. But uh, <laughs> say hello to Debbie Ziggelmile for me. I sure will. All okay. Right. Thank All you. right. Thanks, guys. No, bye. That was very interesting. So, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> in today's age, you know, and different gifts that people have, I'm okay with it. What about you, Jason? I feel like, you know, probably back in the 80s, it was looked at a little bit differently, just as ghost hunting and ufos and everything it was more hush hush kind of deal but with it being 2022 everything's on the forefront there's shows about everything everybody's more open about it you know so the abilities could very well you know be real and uh that was interesting about the um the solving the murder case ordeal so I, i've heard of that before but never you know got to talk to somebody or hear their side of the story fully other than what you, you know you see on a documentary or something so, mm. like I said, it's uh, hopefully she continues to use her gifts. And, yeah, uh, you know, help help folks out and see where it goes. John, I want to see real proof. You know, I've been doing this twenty four years. I want to see the real proof. When, uh, you know, when you talk, otherwise they're just good stories, and whether they're true or not true. But you know, when somebody has a personal ability, I don't know if you're telling me the truth. I don't know if you're making stuff up. I don't know if you're delusional. But, you know, nobody else is seeing what you're seeing, but you're seeing stuff. But she does have those uh, criminal cases, which are good. But, uh, you know, in my world, I want to see definite proof. You know, otherwise, it's just another good story. Yeah, when I was doing well, we were you guys were discussing things. I looked up some more stuff on Val. But um, it says he was from Venus. Now, right. there can't be life on Venus, is it? My, my underground. Correct? He, he said he was he lived underground in Venus because of the atmosphere. You know that's what? a hard. Even that's underground a, in Venus, or is it gas? I don't know. Who knows? But that's a hard one. When you talk yeah. about Venus, when you talk about Venus, you know, there's another guy we can get on the show, Dr. Ray Keller out of West Virginia. He'll do the show. He's written books on Venus, Venus Rising, that there's life there, and they come visit here. 
I don't know how it's like 800 degrees. So yeah, it's like, I don't understand how that they can say that there's life on Venus. But you know, back then Venus, like, what did they know? They're, they're from Mars or they're from Venus, you know, because those were the two closest planets. Uh, you know, now we say they're from Alpha Centauri or someplace. Yeah. You know? Jesus. It's a lot of far-fetched. It's hard to well, believe. All I know is that, you know, I can understand these stories are coming from. But you know what? Who gives the information about these stories? I mean, was it's there a guy to make that, this stuff up, you know? Was so there a guy that literally went to Venus and saw this dude or whatever? I mean... That dude could be from Hoboken, New Jersey or something like that. You know? <laughs> well, well yes. Yeah. I think you know? the story came from Admiral Byrd's uh, nephew, who was a military guy and part of Project Blue Book. And mm-hmm. he actually put, I had the case number, I have it in one of my presentations. He put it in Project Blue Book, the Val store case for three years, exactly three years. He was at the Pentagon dealing with Nixon and Eisenhower and all of this stuff. And there's a case number in Blue Book, and it's it's in there. But, again, he's a military guy working for Blue Book, and if he wants to cover things up and make things up, he'll put that case in Blue Book. They never put Kecksburg in Blue Book, and that was one of the best documented cases, you know, witnesses and everything. But they didn't bother with that one. Yeah. Well, I thought um, you didn't really think about Kecksburg. You, you you thought that was a farce, am I right? Well, no, no, it happened, but it just was an alien. You know, okay. uh, Fred, Fred Saluga claims it's that Russian uh, Cosmos 96, and he did a whole bunch of research, but I still stick to it being a spy satellite. Uh, Stan Gordon says it's an alien craft, but something did land. What they described and everything that happened did happen. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't made up. It did happen. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what was the origin. What was, was it? it? You know, but there's a big case that you've got the military, the NASA, uh, Air Force, Army. We identified, we found the Army officer. I mean, if that's not in Blue Book, what, what should be in Blue Book? You mm-hmm. have all the makings there of it's a government investigation. Should have been a Blue Book. Wasn't in Blue Book. So that tells me they knew what it was. It was an alien. It was either the Russian spy satellite or ours that that came down, and they just covered it up. I don't know this this Val guy. He just reminds me of that Ashtar command. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. But he has you, no blonde hair. Well, he lives. But he has blonde hair. He lives four hundred years. He has one lung. He has no fingerprints. You know, I, I looked into this. Uh, while it's like ago. a it's like a fan like a fairy tale like a sci fi. How do you prove any of it? That's you know. Um, I don't know. Unless you end up meeting him up with him. What is what is he going to do? I feel just... like UFOs are probably more difficult to prove are real than uh, spirits and ghosts. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think the ghost hunting spirit world is more provable. And you can get evidence and you can get recordings and all of that. And uh, mm-hmm. the UFOs has mostly been uh personal stories and and things and these people even passed lie detectors so something happened you know but where's where's the guy where's the dna you know where's a piece of the craft or so you know we never get the hard evidence in the ufo cases very do you, rarely some do you think there is hard evidence out there, yeah, there is. I mean, we got we got trace evidence out of that the bucks county case we got two we got um trace evidence on the trees 
but that mm-hmm. turned out to be that that it was ours, the TR3B, you know, from what she described. That's exactly what Denise saw. So we, but then there was the other case with radar. I mean, they got radar of yeah. with no transponder, you know? I mean, you can't, the best description was somebody said, having it that near Philadelphia airspace, 10 miles away, it would be like you getting on the turnpike in the wrong direction and driving. You know, there's no transponder. The other planes don't know it's there until they see it or hit it. You know, um, there, there are there are cases, there are some with that leave radiation. But what is it? What is it? We never find out. You know, and the modern stuff is mostly ours, I believe. Mm-hmm. But then I can't explain the stuff from the 40s and 50s. That's not ours. No, um, who knows? We probably who knows? never will find out. Now, unless no, they I, want us to know, unless they want us to. And then, can you believe them? Can you believe them? I, I, I have a credibility problem with the government mm-hmm. and the and the Pentagon. And if they're telling me this is time to tell you, uh, they're covering something up. This is mm-hmm. a false flag. Now, I was talking to a guy at work, and he was say, told me about a story about a UFO going down in the Kinzu Dam. Is that true? Yeah, there was one up there. I don't remember that story. I never investigated. It's not in my book, UFOs Over Pennsylvania. But I, I, I know that there was a story of, of uh, UFO going down in Kinzu. There was, there was also that plane here in, in Pittsburgh, remember, in the Three yeah. Rivers, that crashed, mm-hmm. and the thing disappeared. Yeah. Well, you know, that the th- I ride my jet skis, and the one has a Lowrance. The river's mm-hmm. only 26 feet deep. You know, if the landing gear is down, those planes are more than 26 feet high. So where'd it go? <laughs> they disappeared. Poof, disappeared. Well, they couldn't find it. Well, well they, they, say... they said they claim they took it to Bettis. That's a government, very secret yeah. government uh, facility a little down the river there by the FedEx, the uh, Neville down Island. About, it's a, Bettis is what, in my Smith one? Yeah, somewhere over there. Yeah. But okay. they do a lot of top secret stuff. Okay. Hmm. That's just anytime Very. I get through Connellsville, I'm still looking for UFOs. <laughs> Why Connellsville? Because, uh, was it a couple of guests we had? Uh, we're talking about all the sightings that were happening over Connellsville mm-hmm. on, yeah. uh, on 119, and that just coincidentally happens to be a road that I was traveling daily for two years, two and a half mm. years. Not so much right now, but I never saw anything, unfortunately. I've never <laughs> seen one, you know. Uh, Jenny, Jen, were you involved with that woman in Murraysville? I wasn't. That I, I wasn't like. That's the big thing about um, move on. I was you guys, you and Fred. I was never friends with her. She just sent me some photos, some videos, um, and she did see something. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen what she's seen. I don't know. They were near an old. um, I think it was an old mine where she lived a, a nike site was over there on a golf course and uh, um not so much she, of a nike site it was down by the jeez hmm, off of duff park there's went, a park there i went to her house one night i was sitting my home theater watching transformers and i was enjoying the movie and she calls me and says john you got to get over here right now so i turn the movie off i drive to her house she had more equipment than any MUFON person I had ever yes, met. Yes, she has a lot of equipment. Yeah, night vision, all, I mean, high-end stuff, you know. And she goes, we're going to watch in that direction, right, west. 
and every light that she saw I said see that that's a ufo i said okay let's keep an eye on it till it gets over us and they were planes and they were helicopters and she said they morphed into something. So you missed your movie to look at planes and helicopters. Yeah, yeah. Well, she said that it was that a feel? UFO, but when it got over us in particular, it morphed into a plane and a helicopter. Now, the Transformers movie, they do morph into cars and other things. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I, spent two, I spent two hours with her and I saw nothing but planes well, and helicopters. Did you finish I, the movie when you got home? Yeah, I ended up, yeah, I, got, I had to put it back. Allison Cruz has tons. If you go to I YouTube, she has tons of videos of these. She believes that they're morphing. I mean, I've seen something come up to my, I'm not kidding you. I was outside and this craft came, it just went real fast near me and then it took, went back. I don't, it was not a drone. It just came out of nowhere. Seriously. Was it really big? Was it a big thing? Small, what, medium? It was like, I was like a craft. It looked like first I thought it was just a star, but it just came, it came way into view and then it just went as fast as it came it left so what the heck was that and i lived in the same area we lived in the same area mm. um it's freaked my dog out i don't know what it was but it's that what got you into mufon no got me into mufon was when my son had an experience a light came in the room when he was six years okay. old and mm. then then we moved up in this area there was just farmland and I seen these lights in the sky. I mean, there was there was like six of them together in a formation, and they left. And I I videotaped it, but who knows what happened to that videotape? That was, hmm. It was when they had the VHSs. VHS, what's that? When <laughs> I went, to, just kidding. When I went to Allison's house, she had cameras and and monitors, and she was recording constantly. And you know, she claims to see all of these things, but I I said, well. You have all of this DVDs. Show me one, but she couldn't show me anything recorded yet. She's got cameras all outside of our house. You well, know, you go to YouTube, her. you can see them. Like they're they're yeah. already they're on there. She told because... her, her daughter told a pretty good story that she was uh, on the phone with her boyfriend about a mile away, and it was kind of like a gully or a valley there, and um, they saw a, a, a craft just hovering. And the two kids, they were like 12, they ducked down, you know, below the windows because they were afraid. And then when they got back up to look, the, the craft was gone. Yeah. A lot of strange things happen to the, the there's a, um, a metal sheep, uh, what do they call them? Sheep metal places, sheep metal, sheep um, metal. in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of the people, the owners saw something up that way. Mm. Um, and they got really sick the next day because they went outside to look at it and they were all sick. So I don't know what that was. And they actually, there is a, if you go on MUFON, I'm not sure what case it was, but you can look it up. It happened in Jeanette, PA, um, at the, at the sheet metal, um, factory. I don't know what to call it. What's it, Jeanette glass you're talking about? It's not the Jeanette glass. It's it's a, um, a recycling where they, you know, where they recycle metal. Um, Scrapyard. Yeah. That was in a metal scrapyard. And that's. Do you know the name of it? Because I wonder if I uh, take stuff there uh it's in jeanette um it's the only one i can think it's the only one that's in jeanette it's like grapeville maybe over by grapeville mm-hmm. um if you go to if you're still a member you could probably look it up if you're still i don't know if you have that 
here on the yeah i don't i don't even have my id or anymore yeah i don't even know what my id is anymore um hey, Jay, that picture that you have that picture you caught in gettysburg did you have do you still have it yeah i got it somewhere on my computer i think i have one or two of it it was i'll have to uh, i'll have to send it to jenny for next week or the week after yeah because do some digging. It, i'm not sure was, what that was i know we definitely know it wasn't a bird yeah no. no definitely it was it was tall kind of like cylindrical looking and uh i was just like i don't know what that is but it's not a bird hmm. so i'll have to see if i can find it and uh, get you guys opinion there was a friend of mine she went camping down around confluence down there and um they they were staying in the trailer and um she sent me a message at like one in the morning saying there's something pounding on her on her thing on her uh trailer yeah and uh Was it, it scared the crap out of her. is there like uh bigfoot apparent uh presence down in that area now something that's been... good i was just gonna say could it have just been an animal because they're you know they're known to come up to campsites or whatever and uh, they can usually sound pretty big even though they're small could be you know i, watched, really I played a prank on some raccoons once <laughs> we, were, we, we were camping and the little buggers kept getting in the trash and all this other stuff and we were making mountain pies and they're you know the leftover they're just tearing the place up so uh the last night we were there the first mountain pie usually always ends up burnt so you you know pitch it whatever so I put it in a box and I taped it up just enough so they could smell it. So it's like three in the morning. You hear all this scuffling and rustling around. It's a mama raccoon and like three or four little babies trying to get in this box. The mama raccoon, this is no joke, grabbed the box and took off with it. She took the whole box. I mean, it wasn't very big, but still, it's hilarious. I don't know if they ever got the mountain pie out there. I'm gonna try playing one of your um your EMFs, but I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear it. So we're gonna try. Can, they tell were me, good. If, tell me if you can hear this one. Can you hear that? No. I can send you the files no. for next week in the email. Can you hear that? No. Nope. You can't no, hear. Those it. are some. Those are some awesome no. EVPs. So you can't those, hear those, it. They were good. All right. For some reason, you can't hear it. Remind me, I'll email them to you for next week. We could check them out. All right. Do we have a guest for next week? Not yet. Q and A. I was yeah. Thinking, you know, it worked uh, Fred, last time. Fred and Kathy Lane up in Erie. I was talking to them last week. They said, "Oh, we'll do your show." But let me ask them if they can be on next Tuesday. Now, who, who are, are they? Who are they? Uh, they were MUFON investigators. They still are. They're on the abduction research team. They, uh, Fred was a witness to the 1966 Prescott Island case. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that they could talk for a full hour, but we could we could have them on. Yeah, that would be good. Could do that. We have 35. What do you have? 30 minutes left. So, what are we going to talk about, boys? Ah. Uh. Haunted houses are open already. Yeah. For Halloween. The one at South Park is. 
Hunter yeah, Acres Manor is always ranked, I think, number one in Pittsburgh. I'm not really yeah. into those things. Have you ever been to that? I haven't. What, Hunter Acres Manor? Yeah. Oh, I used to go every year, and then uh, once I started getting a little bit older and started working and have some money, I started paying for the VIP tickets. Mm-hmm. Because standing in that line really sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And let, it, standing in line, I think, you know, it's good if you're in high school or whatever, hanging out with all your buddies or friends, and you get some coffee or whatever and just chill out, but... When you get older, you just want to get in, check it out, and you know, not wait in line for three hours. But uh, I seen the scare house in uh, where's that up? But uh, I can't That's think fair. of it. Oh, oh it's up in Monroeville Mall, I think. Is it Monroeville Mall? No, uh, it's down something. Oh, Pittsburgh Mills. Yes, yeah, my son Mills, used right? to work here. So, so apparently, apparently, it's supposed to be getting pretty good. Finally, I guess I don't know. Might be worth checking out. I wasn't ever into that. I hated when he worked there. Why? But I did see that. Uh, well, because it's not Manor safe. It's has, not sa- uh, none of this, this are event safe. Called Lights Out. I didn't know well, about. What's that? Uh, Hundred Acres Manor has this event called Lights Out. I think they do. They only do it a couple times through the whole season, where mm-hmm. you'll have your group of people and the lights in the entire complex are off, and they give you one single candle to go through the whole haunted house. <laughs> oh with. my god. How awesome would that be? <laughs> it sells out. Like I, I tell I, you, that would be amazing. Uh, how about, well, you know what? There's a there's a boss where I work at, and he runs the parking out there at Hundred Acre Manor. And due to that shooting out in Kennywood, you know, for their fright night out there, they're adding on extra people. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it's security. I tell you, the best haunted house I went to with my kids, maybe they were around 10, 12, something like that. It was up in Niagara Falls. And uh, it was on the Canadian side. I remember right past a, a railroad track, and then there was a street. You go to this haunted house, and the way they tricked you was on the ceiling was a red light spaced out about 10 feet. So you're focusing on the light. So you know where to turn, you're looking for the light. But then everything else is grabbing your legs, popping out, the <laughs> chainsaw, you know, but your attention is on this light. And it was the coolest way to distract you and then scare you. Mm. It was, oh, it was a really good haunt. That house. would be like, well, yeah. have you ever come close to hitting somebody, Jason, in the house? Uh, like freaking out and like taking a Yeah, that really just got into your face. No, me personally, no, I haven't because usually at those haunted houses, believe it or not, I really don't get scared. Um, but there was one time I was I was going through a haunted house. This was years ago, and somebody jumped out, scared somebody else, and the and the the you know the person pulled out a knife and like went after the dude, and, and there's just a whole flock of people just tackling him down and cops. I mean, it's like this is a you know it's haunted like, house. It's a haunted it's an house. Actor. What are you doing? <laughs> you yeah. know, why would you go after him with a knife? There are crazy people out there. I know. There I are. wouldn't. I don't think they're safe at all. Not. It's not my idea. Of you think time. you could disappear in there, Jenny? Like they could. Die. No, I just don't think that they're. I think they're. They're not safe. There's. They're fire hazards. There's. You can get like I know when I was a kid. Mold. We had a uh, stabbing at the haunted house where I used to go when I was a kid. It's like a young girl was stabbed. It's, it's not very, it's not safe. Yeah. Especially you, this day and age. I don't think it's safe. 
Do you remember? Yeah, a movie but going from... to school and wherever else isn't safe either. Yeah. Churches aren't safe. You know, yeah, they're but they're very. I think they're a fire hazard. And I know that that one castle in um, New Jersey, that haunted castle that burnt down, killed like I think it was fifty-four kids. Um, really? It's not, it's not safe. Like yeah, it's it's been it's been like oh my god, probably about twenty years now. Look it up. Do you it's remember the movie from nineteen eighty, Fun House? Oh wow! That sounds familiar. Yeah, I wasn't even around yeah. yet, John. Yeah, where they go in, they well, you weren't born yet, yeah. They <laughs> when they go into the the you know the arcade and some town whatever, and they go into the fun house. I think I know what you're killer talking about. in there. Remember, it was that was a cool movie. I remember that one from 1980. That was one of my favorites back then. What did you all think about Jake Friday the Thirteenth? Then did you did you guys watch those movies? The entire of series? Oh yeah. well, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, what, 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 the first couple are good, but then it goes on forever. Like, exactly. Uh, like the other two characters, you never, yeah, you know, yeah, Halloween. Like first There's one is good. Another Halloween just yeah. come out, or Halloween ends. Hopefully, that means it's over. Yeah, know? I think the first After one is good. Them, you know, it gets to be um, overrated. But uh, real quick, I want to mention um, <clears throat> on. October 23rd, uh, between one and three, Carol Obley, she was on the show. She's a medium. She was on the show oh, probably about a year, two years ago. And she's a fabulous medium and she's a local. And she's going to be at Nicasio Fields in Westmoreland County. Um, if anybody's interested, you can go to her, her website, soulvision.net, and go to the events link. And you can buy tickets. Um, it's going to be a group event, and those are really cool. So I think you should. Anybody would like to go who's looking to talk to, or get a you know communication with a loved one that passed. This is a really good way to do it. And like I said, the tickets are fifty dollars, and you can just go to her website. I wanted to make sure I uh, mentioned it. I'm going to mention it every week, so um, people can get the word out. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area. It's a good afternoon and it's in October and hopefully they have a beautiful um, landscaping. There'll be a bonfire outside if it's um, if it's warm. I mean, if it's too cold, they won't do it. They'll go inside. I just wanted to mention that real quick, guys. You gonna yeah. have like apple cider and stuff like that? We hot might chocolate. have some uh, yeah, we might have some hot chocolate and um, apple cider. Oh, okay. But it should be a nice afternoon. And she's really good and she's so interesting. But I just wanted to. Yeah, she was. She's a nice lady. Yeah, she is. Kathleen so, Wilson said there was a movie in 2018 called Hellfest, where it's a killer in a haunted attraction. Do you all watch that? Yeah, I don't. Re I don't remember that one. No, I don't remember that Hellfest. one. Mm -mm. You know, there's, our... there's a lot of <laughs> scary real life stories, like the Jeffrey Dahmer story that's on yeah, Netflix. You watching that? Give me the creeps. I I watched it and I, I had nightmares. Uh, I, I I say that's one of the few I'm not watching, but I, I may go back and end up watching. Yeah, it. watch it. Um, and it's it's amazing because they did it so well that the court case, they actually, if you go to Google, you can Google search it. They have them side by side, the uh, reenactment from the movie, you know, the series and real uh, life. Um, the sis sister to one of the victims, she did a, the. It, it's amazing. It's like it's like real life. I mean, it's, mm. they did such a fantastic job. Mm. If you want to watch a good movie on Netflix, put on the Old Guard. 
Old Guard, which Old Char Guard. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Uh, really good movie. Very good movie. They live. They're like immortals. They eventually die, but they're immortals, and they've lived through every time period, every mm -hmm. war, and they try to do good things. And and it's a group of, right. of five or six now. But then there's a, a pharmaceutical trying to get their DNA. But it was a really good movie. There's a part two coming out. Uh, I just saw it. Uh, being advertised that they're making a part two and Uma Thurman's going to be in there with her, you know. And, and that's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It was a 2018 uh, or 2020. I think it was 2018 was the first one. You know, it's weird. I just watched it. It's four years old. And then, you know, you get your phone. They know everything that you watch and everything you do because it's all linked. And there it is. Boom. You old Guard 2. Is, is being made, you know, and there's the interviews. So it's kind of scary how watched, they can read. I don't it. like it. I don't like it at all. You know, uh, I, I'm looking a book of vacation. So I just kind of pulled up, uh, uh, not Reno, Lake Tahoe. Right. And I'm just looking to see the area, what's to do. And every time go I get camping, on my lap, John, yeah, I don't go camping. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. They're a bear out there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, but no, every time I put my laptop on and I go there, you know, you have the tiles, you know, Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. They, they, they monitor every single thing you do. Um, since we have so a few. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of fans are wondering what, uh, Sean's you're going to do with your retirement from the paranormal. Do you have plans? I remember you're talking about, you know, prospecting for gold in the past or, you know, what do you have any big plans? It's going to be a MUFON investigator. Since retiring. That's what he should do. UFOs. <laughs> no, thanks. You know what? Um, actually doing gold prospecting, but you know what? I'm taking Jenny's advice and I'm going to write a book. Good. There you, know, you go. And uh, about it. And, um, That'll Ooh. fill up a lot of your time. I got a title for you. Pittsburgh Paranormal <laughs> Society. <laughs> no, I, it, it's just coming down to the end. I mean, it, it's it, it's just too it's just too much. I'm just tired. You know, doing it for what, since 2006? I just had enough. Just like you, John, when you retired from movement. Yeah. Yeah, I still you know, end up doing conferences and stuff. Put if together... I do conferences, if I do some speaking engagements, that's what I, I got three of them in October, and that will be it. Um, oh, okay. I was going to say, so... put together a good PowerPoint, you know, and then when we do our next one, we'll have you do that, you know? I don't know. PowerPoint, PowerPoint. presentation. Well, I, don't know if, I don't know if you can, but, uh, you know. know. Like, do you have anything really to show? <laughs> yeah. Real, real quick. Um, I know you want to talk more about your, your um, prospects there, but um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the news right now. I don't know if you guys are aware of what happened uh, with the, um, the pipeline in Russia. Yeah, no. I heard they. I think the Russians blew it up to cut Europe off because something big is going to go. Um, down. apparently that's not what Tucker Carlson said. Oh, he what did he He's, say? He said that, um, according to his people, that Biden, somebody on our side, on the United States, sabotaged uh, the Nordstrom pipeline in Russia. And right now there's uh, warships in um, Chinese and Russian warships near Alaska. So I don't know what the heck's going on, but 
kind of scary. But doesn't why would we blow up that pipeline that feeds Europe? Uh, I'm not really sure. Um, I guess because of what happened with Ukraine. Apparently, back in February, Biden said that he would do something like that if Russia invaded Ukraine. I don't know why he would do it now. Yeah. But it's kind of scary. Um, I'm just reading the Twitter feed right now about the Russian warships um, in in China and in the Chinese. I guess. Well, that's that's a concern because Russia. Yeah, it is a concern. Well, Russia and China did have a meeting before Russia invaded the Ukraine. So I'm confident that they discussed these scenarios and whether they think Biden's weak enough as the president for an attack. Because if you're ever going to do something, this would be the time. Yeah, and it just said it's Justin from his Fox News, Chinese Russian warship spotted near Alaska. They were looking for oil. U.S. warships are off the coast of how many countries? That's going to... It's really... Um, the thing is, I just saw that before we started the show, but Tucker Carlson had mm. mentioned about the Nordstrom pipeline was sabotaged. Um, so do you think do you think World War Three is coming? Well, they have the capability. Russia with their nukes uh, would be wouldn't be surprised if they did something stupid, but then they're just going to kill us anyways. I mean, they're going to kill their own people if they would do something right. like that. I don't know how you could win something like that. It's you can't. Beautiful. You can't. You can't win a war with nuclear weapons. You can't. No one's a winner. Yep. Somebody you know, is just. I hate so hearing stuff like, like that this before like you the go Cold to bed. War. John, what do you think? What's that? It's like the Cold War. Yeah. Well, no, they're strategizing. When what this, you know, regardless of what people think of Trump, none of this would be happening if Trump was in office because he did win the second term. But they see Biden, you know, as inept. Uh, his mind isn't there quite yeah. right, and they're looking at. But they don't. I, they should understand that the U.S. isn't like their countries, where you got the one person in charge because he's a tyrant and it's totalitarian. You still got all the generals and all the other people and the Congress people and the Senate. You know, even if Biden is is not there half the time you're not going to get away with anything. You got NORAD, you got everything else monitoring, you know, it, it, you know, it's not like Biden sitting there at his laptop with all the buttons, you know, he ain't doing any of that. He's going to get a phone call and tell them, Hey, this is what's going on. And then they'll get the joint chiefs and they'll discuss it. So it's not a one man show. What time is it in Alaska right now? Probably four, four or five hours. Four hours. Ahead of us. Behind us. Behind, yeah. Behind us. Mm. That's crazy. Well, can you imagine living like there's somebody there listening and they could uh, chime in? I went to Alaska. You were going to talk about the daylight and the 30 days a night and all of that? I don't think I. That was a good movie, though. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great movie. (laughs) You know, sometimes these movies, they come out with such a good idea. You know, you've had vampire movies for a hundred years here, pretty much, and nobody ever thought to do one in Alaska when it's night for a month. To What's me, the name of that show? Thirty Days of Night. Thirty Days yeah, it's of an Night. Older movie. And it's, it's what, the early two thousands or something like that. Yeah, it was a great movie. Oh, that it was, was awesome. a really good movie. But you know, mm-hmm. you think about it: the vampires are out for thirty days. 
24 hours. It was a great idea. It's yeah. like Jurassic Park, you know, the mosquito in the amber. What a great idea. And that's how you genetically bring them back, you know, the dinosaurs. I mean, sometimes they have some great ideas for these movies. They do. That was a good one. How did you see the uh, Midnight Mass on um Oh yeah, I saw Netflix. That. that was good. Yeah, Midnight Mass was good. But would, uh, Sean, were you going to ask something about uh, Alaska with the the light and the dark? Were you about Yeah, to exactly. You just you you were, you know, mental telepathing me when I was <laughs> I I went I went to Alaska in Anchorage and uh it was light when I was there like past midnight. It, it was so hard to sleep. I ended up in the hotel room. I took, I got extra pillows. I took everything out of the closet. Whatever I could do to stuff the windows so the light didn't come in. Because, you know, it's like, it's 1130 and it's, it, I was there when it was like 20 hours of light. It was terrible. I'm sorry, this guy really pisses guy. me off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you get back on again? <laughs> No, my lord is walk. not Satan, Wesley. Wesley, Curry where'd you come second. up with that one, Wesley? <laughs> Why do you feel that we're Satan worshippers? I just like to know. I'm one of the most religious people you run into. I know it's so ridiculous. Oh, his mother well, name called Ball, B A L. That's another name for Satan. But do you know what? Ball. The barium and the aluminum. That what is that? Uh they're spraying, they're spraying the uh crops with that uh, but he said that i um, just had to say well you know in october around the corner a couple of days this weekend um do you know what areas have the most children disappear and it happens to be the month of october where in the country do most have the most children kidnappings take place what two locations in the country? Utah and Missouri, Michigan. <laughs> Utah. And Michigan. The dog man in Michigan and the Mormons in Utah. No. Yeah. Uh, it, it, believe it or not, and it makes a lot of sense, it's uh, Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles. And oh. if, if you think of the, uh, you know, these groups, the satanic groups, all that crap that goes oh, on. Yeah. You got the politicians and you got the Hollywood people. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they don't do sacrifices and that they're not actually praying for power and money and all of this. But, it, you know, it's kind of interesting. And, you know, people think October is the witching month and, and the haunted month. It really mm -hmm. isn't. You know, I know in the demonology side, it, it, you know, it, you get to Halloween night, right? But then it's All Saints Day the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is the month of November that has the most um, demonic infestation, poltergeist activity. The Why? portal opens. You know, when you, I love Halloween, but when you think about it, everybody is dressed in these characters and we're all out partying and, all, and you're doing all of this for Satan. Is what you do really when you get down to it. Halloween is is a uh, ritual for Satan. So then on November first, that's really when the when it opens up for his, you know, the fallen angels, the watchers, all of that, the demons, and it's actually the month of November that has the most uh, the most uh, infestations and and uh, you know if you had to do an exorcism, it's the month of November that that's going to cause it. 
why is why is Halloween demonic? Well, uh, you know, it's well if you go back to uh, Sam Hain and all of those, it was something done. You know, it was it was done for crops and all of that stuff. You know, for the end of the season. Let me see. What is that? He's, uh, he's, listening, he's listening to the chat, the Wesley oh, Curry. Yeah, no, there's some, yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole history of it, but, you know, I think it had to do with crops and stuff. But it's definitely, Halloween is absolutely a a day for, uh, you know, spirits and and the devil and, and demons. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that that's what Halloween is, you know. All Unless I know is Halloween is fun. I look forward to it the most. Yes. Yeah. All the candy All the, the candy. day after on sale. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I thought Halloween was that you wore masks so that to um, scare the ghosts, to scare the demons. That's yeah. why they got dressed up. That's what I thought. Okay. You know, in Ireland, the original pumpkin, they used to be turnips. They used turnips instead hmm. of pumpkins. It is a whole history to Halloween. You know, we should probably look that up for one of the shows coming up since it's four weeks away. Five. We could do that. That would yeah. be cool. Have a show yeah, on a, Halloween. Yeah. But there's a whole history to it, you know, the history mm -hmm. behind Halloween and what everything means, you know. But I remember Word of Life, the pastor two years ago, he was telling us, uh, don't celebrate Halloween. He says, you're, you're making a mistake because you're opening up, you're opening it yourself up with the Halloween celebration. It's hmm. not a celebration to God or Jesus. It's a celebration to the devil. I thought it was Halloween just celebration is. to get candy. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I think it, yeah, we can look we can look it up, but I think there's a lot more to it. Well, so about speaking of witching hours, we got to, you know. Like, Kathleen says we should do a Halloween theme show. Yes, Kathleen, you're right. We will. Well, we're gonna have to get the guests for next week. So we're just going to start playing our music and get the heck out of here. But thank you so much for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy on the EPRN Radio oh. Network, FM 105.3 New Orleans. Four o'clock comes early. Yes, it four o'clock comes early. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Thank okay. you for watching. Okay.